Welcome to the Woe Podcast about horses and horsemanship. I'm your host, John Hare. And I'm Renee Hare. On today's show, we're going to talk about Horsetown, USA, Norco, California. Where Fran Klovstadt and Lisa Rogers are putting together the inaugural Norco Horse Affair. It's a pretty ambitious endeavor. They are bringing a ton of people in and offering lots of events. And Norco is the perfect city for this. It's called Horsetown, USA. It's 15 square miles. And they've got just horses everywhere. At one time, they had more horses than people in that city. They did. And on the main street, I think Fran said they have six horse trailer sales lots. Just a bunch of feed stores everywhere and horse. And as a matter of fact, Fran owns Thrifty Horse, which is a tack consignment store. Right. And they have a riding arena right outside the store. So if you find a piece of equipment you can't live without and you want to try it out on your horse, you can do it right there in in their uh, arena, right outside their front door. Pretty handy. Sounds good. So we're going to talk to Fran and Lisa in just a moment. But first, we wanted to tell you a little bit about what's going on with our horses and what we've been doing with them. It's still summertime in Bakersfield. How many Days over 100 degrees in July, did we? 28. Have? 28. Renee's been counting them. She keeps track like a, puts a big <laughs> X on the calendar every time it goes over 100 degrees. I've been taking my Oak Creek Wild Horse, the one that I started back in 2015. Uh, his name's Scratch. And I've been working with him in trying to make a bridle horse out of him. I've uh, gotten Ed Connell's book, uh, Rainsman of the West, Bits and Bridles. And we've been working through that. You know, this is a pretty long process. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to, you know, you've got to give them a chance to get used to the bit. Uh, bought us a little half-breed bit and put it in his mouth. And he gets to wear it and do nothing but just wear it for for a couple of months before we'll actually start working in the two-rain. And then even in the two-rain, I won't even be picking up on those reins and trying to direct him for a while. So we're just going to... Try it, see where it goes, and see if I can make a bridal horse. And what the heck. And if not, he goes pretty okay in a snaffle. He does, <laughs> yes. So we'll keep working on that, and I'll try and update you with our uh, progress on how Scratch is doing with that. We'll keep working along and seeing how it's going. We have a lot of great shows coming up in the near future, and many of the people we're going to have on are trainers. And when we have a trainer on, first we kind of get to know them and make them like us and then we ask them <laughs> questions usually about problems that we're having with our horses well we want to share that with you we want you to be part of that we'll make friends with them and but we, <laughs> but if you've got a problem with your horse and you want to ask a trainer here's the deal you can uh, email us at john at com, and you can tell us the a little bit about your horse and maybe the situation that you're having if you have a particular trainer that you'd like us to address your question to, we'll do our best to track that trainer down, put your question in front of him and or her, and see what happens from that. And if you'd like, you can even place that question on our voice message line. Yes, the Woe Podcast spares no expense <laughs> in getting you a voice message line. And you can call it at, oh, it's not toll free, so maybe we did spare a little bit of expense. <laughs> But you can call it at 
800-500-5530. Leave a little bit about yourself and the horse and the problem that you're having, the trainer that you'd like to address, and then we'll put that together with the trainer, and then we'll, you'll hear the answer aired right over the Woe podcast. And we look forward to hearing about you, your horse, and if your horse has a problem, we'll take care of that too. <laughs> and join the crowd. <laughs> And now our conversation with Fran and Lisa about the Norco Horse Affair. Well, good morning. We're uh, speaking with Franz Klofstad, the owner of Thrifty Horse. And Lisa Rogers. She's the business development for the Norco Horse Affair. That's October 6th through 8th at the George Ingalls Equestrian Center in Norco, California. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Franz. Good morning. Good morning. Well, we hear you're having a horse affair in Norco, California, and we just had to call you and find out what the story was. You guys in Norco have never had one before, have you? We have never had it, which is kind of funny since we're considered Horsetown, USA here in Norco. <laughs> right. How did, now, how did this come about? Well, as a store owner, I've kind of been dealing with people for quite some time. And I realize that there's a definite need for more education and, I want to say, broadening people's horizons when they are horse owners. Mm -hmm. Plus, they like the fellowship. So we thought it would be a fun, entertaining kind of a weekend as well as educational and supply some needs. And if our listeners haven't been to Norco, California, it's in the Southern California area, and it's just a great little city that the city is set up for horses. It has bridle paths along the uh, the roads, the walk, don't walk signs, uh, push buttons are at horse level as well as people level, and even Thrifty Horse, I think you have stalls right outside your store, is that correct? Actually, we have an arena out in front of our store, so that way you can actually try on your equipment and ride around a little bit and make sure that it is going to work properly. Oh, excellent. <laughs> now, when you decided you wanted to bring more education to your public, how did you go about setting this up? I mean, that's this is a big undertaking, three days of seminars and events. Yes, sir. It's it's three days of seminars, presentations, clinics. We have symposiums that are business to business. So even if you have wow. a horse business, we have opportunities to learn more about that. We have breed pavilion where you can come and learn about other breeds. We have a whole list of different ex exhibitors such as vaulters and trick training, and cowboy dressage, and mules, and ranch riding, wow. and it goes on and on. And mm -hmm. what we tried to do is touch a little bit on every different discipline that people find interesting when it comes to horses. So we're doing everything from English to Western and so forth. So we're a little bit far off, but who have you lined up for your horse affair? Well, I'm excited to say, as far as the live entertainment goes, we have Christopher Thomas coming all the way down from Colorado wow. with his new hit single, Rodeo Kid. We have the Sugar Daddy's Barbershop Quartet. We have Raining Horseshoes Band, and we also have the Texas House Party. They're all going to be performing live on stage. At wow. the El Rodeo stage. That's right. Sponsored by All American Horse Trailers. Cool. <laughs> we have Susie Peacock, who is a well-renowned dressage trainer, coming in to do several different clinics for us. Mm -hmm. 
And I think I, I'm so excited about this. There's a, a dressage drill team. I we I've never even heard of this before, and it's called Pas de Deux. Wow. And it's only performed by upper level dressage oh, riders. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, and 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 they're they actually choreograph a routine, and then they go and get music orchestrated to and composed to match their choreograph. Wow. Lisa, how many people are riding in that dressage team? From what I understand, it's typically four members that that do this this choreographed routine, and it's called Pas de Deux. Wow. I bet that's beautiful. As soon as we heard about it, we're like, oh, we got to have one of those. <laughs> we also are super, super excited to say that we've got the Santa Fe Hunt Club coming with their hounds. Oh, wow. And they're going to do a demonstration on how to do fox hunting, which actually we don't do fox hunting, you know, here in Southern California, but it's always a treat to see how it's actually done. And here's yeah. our disclosure. There will be no live animals used for the set. <laughs> <laughs> now, that is true. We're right next to the uh, Tahoe Ranch, and they do some fox hunting in the, uh, in the fall. I, I think they ah, use, okay. I think they use uh, coyotes. They don't really yes, use foxes. Yes, I believe that that's where the, what they use in most places. But right. uh, we won't be using one during the show. We also have coon jumping. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. I've but that's never heard of that. A mule stands in a little four or five foot box, and they have to jump directly straight up and over a fence and land on the other side without touching the rails. And apparently we have the national champion right here in Norco, and I've never seen it. Wow. <laughs> Is that going to be the next Olympic sport? <laughs> oh, boy, I hope so. It's interesting, i got to tell you. And then, of course, we have cowboy dressage, and mm-hmm. we have side saddle riders, and we have vaulters. We have just such an assortment. It's going to be very exciting. Now, you also have, uh, is it the, a ladies' night rodeo going on, too? Yes, we do, and it's a fundraiser for breast cancer. Mm-hmm. It's being held Saturday night, and they have five different events that they'll be doing, such as barrel racing, pole bending, and a couple of other different races. Yeah, different relay different races. It's, it, it's, it's more like a Gymkhana Fun Day, Good. and it's Good. actually open to the general public. Mm-hmm. Wow. We and also have a model horse show going on. Oh, I saw that. The Briar. never seen a <laughs> horse show. <laughs> No, wait a minute. A model horse show? Yes, that's exactly it. it they have briar horses. They also uh-huh. have stone horses. Any different type of model that's been made, and a lot of them alter them to make them, their movement be a little bit different than what they were originally modeled as. Uh-huh. They repaint them. They have judges. They win real prizes. They even have a kids section that anybody can enter, any child can enter, and they'll win all kinds of prizes. Oh, great. So this is a... Some of these people are very serious. It's a family-friendly event then. Absolutely. You're going to have a lot of stuff for the kids? Yeah, we we thought that was really important. One thing I I think we all can see is that the horse industry isn't growing. And so we we all really need to do whatever we can to bring up our next generation. Mm-hmm. And that might be just reaching out and finding that horse crazy kid that 
necessarily doesn't own a horse right now right. but has that passion. So we've developed the, the Kitty Corral to to promote and to reach out to that non-horse community uh-huh. and bring them up and l- allow them to see the animals, see, the, see horses. So we've got, we have pony rides, we have stick horse races, we have face painting, coloring. We're, we have an author that's coming up that has a line of children's books and she's going to do some reading. And then we have the breed pavilion so that they can actually get up close and personal. We also have that enormous bull coming that they can sit on. Oh, that's right. An enormous Brahma bull that they can sit on. Wow. I'm going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) It might just let you. (laughs) Now, uh, have you been able to line up your trainers and clinicians for the educational part? Yes. uh, We have... We have clinics, or what we're referring to as workshops. Okay. We have exhibitions and demonstrations. In our breed pavilion, we will have a schedule for each day, and the topics are brain trauma, uh, injury. We have Riverside Community Hospital that's actually sending one over over one of their neo uh, uh, nurses, uh, neurology nurses, Mm -hmm. that will be conducting that seminar. We have All-American Trailer that's going to be setting up their, their uh, maintenance mm. supervisor to yes. talk about trailer safety. Cool. Dr. Juan, who just opened up the Southern California Equine Hospital, brand-new state-of-the-art hospital here in town. He has a robotic CT scan, mobile CT scan unit that is state-of-the-art that He doesn't even have it yet, and he's hoping that it will arrive, and then he'll debut it at our event. Uh, So he's doing a talk. We've got packing uh, in the Breed Pavilion. Uh, Also, along with Karina, who's our title sponsor, we're we're so grateful for them joining us and grooming. Did you tell them about the Disney horses? No, I forgot to tell you about Disney. (laughs) Oh, Disney's coming! Oh, great! Um, Golly. The Circle D Ranch moved here to Norco, so now this is where their home base is for their horses that work all day long down at Disneyland. Is that right? Wow. Yes. We're, wow, we are so thrilled. I bet. Um, yeah, because that, that takes a little bit of going through the corporate office and getting approval and, uh, yeah. I and would the, imagine, was, yeah. Yes. So they're actually bringing up four of their Main Street trolley horses, and they're going to do demonstrations on showing how they harness those horses mm-hmm. and braiding their manes. So they're going to do two demos in, in the breed pavilion um, each day also. Now, up top, we have a number of trainers that will be doing workshops. We have Matt Sheridan, which I'm sure you're very familiar with. Very familiar, yes. yes. He's, been on, he's been on the show several times, actually. We love Matt. Matt's yes. coming. Uh, we have Cheryl Lyons. We have Jolene King, a new discipline that's really hot out there right now. It's really growing quickly, is ranch riding. So mm-hmm. we have support talks on that. And tell us a little bit about ranch riding. So what does that involve? Ranch riding, um, the AQHA discovered that that they needed actually a new discipline to kind of bring some, some new fresh blood into showing. Mm-hmm. And some people 
may not necessarily have the $35,000 horse to do the Western pleasure riding. Right. And ranch riding, they're actually looking for a more free-moving, natural-moving gait in that class. So it's some of the very traditional obstacles that you see in trail Mm -hmm. that they've moved over to ranch riding. And they also incorporate um, working off of the fence. And are there several different classes in the ranch riding competition? Yes, yes. Cool. Okay, so you've got uh, you've got somebody who's going to be doing a seminar on ranch riding, and what else? Uh, we have how to start your kids off right. Oh, great topic. Yes, Ranch at the Arrows on Starbright Riding Academy here in town. And many might be familiar with the name Ray Aris. He was part of the first Mustang makeover and really known for the $50,000 Mustang that, that sold at that very first event. Mm-hmm. And his horse, Pale Yell, looks more like a warm blood than a Mustang. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> and now Hail Mary does, too. <laughs> yes. Yes. He has Hail Yell and Hail Mary. Uh, <laughs> and his wife, Pitha, they've they've had a very successful youth program over at their ranch for years and they have six children amongst the two of them mm-hmm. and we really thought it would be a great opportunity to have somebody come here again you know reaching out to that non-horse community you know breaking it down and, and educating parents on how they can get their their kids started and how to start them right Cool. I know you're working on this. It may not be in cement yet, but I hear that there's going to be an all-American horse competition. Yes, there is. Our own local Mary Rose Anderson, who's here in town, is putting that together, and she's pulling out all the stops. She's been competing for years in uh, extreme extreme cowboy cowboy races. Right. We we actually ran into Mary Rose in Leona Valley at the competition there. Exactly. Yeah. And and she's done all kinds of different ones. And what she's doing is she's taking a little bit from each one and integrating it into this, but encouraging English exhibitors as well. And then there's going to be a twist at the end that nobody's going to know about till the end. So that <laughs> ought to be exciting. But what she's done is she's broken into three categories. She's got professional category, an amateur Mm -hmm. category, and a youth category. And then that way they're all competing against their own little groups. So it's going to be a really good time. She's she's very, very creative and has a lot in store for everybody. (laughs) Well, it sounds like a wonderful time. It sounds to me like the hardest part might be for an attendee to schedule their day. (laughs) You're going to have a lot of things going on. That is true, and one of the beautiful things about this is the city of Norco is so excited about this coming to town that they've made it affordable to the point where we're charging by the carload to come in. So it's $15 a carload, and you can have two people in the car or 30 people in the car. Uh, It doesn't matter. But that way you can come and bring your entire family and grandma and grandpa and whatever and you'll still have a little money in your pocket to be able to buy lunch and, and have a drink and and maybe do a little shopping. And it, it was just very nice of the city of Norco to help us out. I was pretty impressed that you were not charging an entry fee. Right. Yeah, yeah. no entry fee. And unless you happen to live in the neighborhood and decide to walk in, then it's a $5 entry fee. But if you drive up, it's $15 for the carload. That's great. 
Are you planning on drawing from just the area of Norco? How's Norco as far as hotel rooms and places? If people want to travel to come to the horse affair, can they get accommodations easily? Yeah, so they visit our website, www.norcohorseaffair.com, and go to the About page. We mm-hmm. actually have a exhibitor's handbook that has links and phone numbers to the hotels that are in the area. Very good. And we've worked out kind of a package deal um, at those hotels, and that information is on our website. And we're we're hoping to reach people from all over Southern California. I know already in Arizona it's buzzing. There's people coming okay. over. We've got people up in your area, Bakersfield, Tehachapi, that are already talking about coming down, and, of course, over in L.A. So we're, we're usually about 600 miles reaching zone from this area. You mentioned that. The city of Norco had helped you as far as the admission price and things. Was it hard to convince them to to bring an event of this size to their city? I kind of came to Lisa with the idea. And Lisa said, well, I know who we need to talk to. And we went in and we spoke with that person at the city. And first thing she did was turn her chair around and say, where can we put this on the calendar? (laughs) So, no, there there was no opposition whatsoever. It was just a matter of how can we fit it in this year because we didn't want to wait till next year. And you've picked out the fall, which is a particularly nice time in Southern California. It really was such a blessing because it, it was kind of the time frame I was looking for, and it was the only available weekend at wow. the George Ingalls Event Center. <laughs> So it worked out quite well, actually. That's, now, that must be a big facility. I, I have never seen it. Yes, it is. We have two very, very large covered arenas up there. Two and a half acres, each arena is covered. Right. Wow. <laughs> and then we have a, a very large 4-H area that is primarily covered. We also have an animal shelter right there on the property, who will also be a part of this. They're going to be doing a a dog and cat adoption on Saturday. But (laughs) that's right in there. And then we have another level that has a convention hall. Yeah, 10,000 square foot indoor building. Mm-hmm. And that is going to be where the super thrifty horse is going to be. Oh, yeah. Good. <laughs> For all your super shopping thrifty. needs. <laughs> That's right. Yes. That's right. But there will be many other vendors all around the property also. Correct. And it sounds like it's just a, a big community event that you, the community's all coming together for this with the animal shelter. Well, we, and... actually, we actually went up and down 6th Street and we got everybody involved on this street. Everybody's excited about it. We've told them all, you know, put flags out, balloons, do a sale, draw people into your store because we don't have six convention buildings to load all their things into. So right. what we're trying to do is draw people to the event and then have them also bleed out into the community and, and shop at all the stores up and down the street. This is the most unique horse community you'll ever come across here in Norco. Oh, we love Norco. Thank you. It has been, it's been really nice talking with the manufacturers and several of them, as I mentioned, Perina it just totally jumped on board. And they are coming to our event to support their brick-and-mortar businesses in town Mm -hmm. and actually inviting some of those businesses to share their booth to promote their store through this event. And that's really – Fran's a retailer. She understands the difficulties 
brick-and-mortar businesses have today. Right. So in no way did we want to compete with them. We wanted to include them. We don't need to have 50 trailers up at our event. We've got five trailer retailers here in town, and our guests can just drive down the street, and instead of seeing 15 trailers one manufacturer has to offer, they can drive down the street and see 60. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. also talk to them about maybe doing maintenance on their existing one that they have, or a lot of them have used trailers on their lot. Also here in Norco, we have, uh, right here on 6th Street, we have four or five different tack retailers, and then we have just as many feed retailers. <laughs> So it's, we're trying to draw business back into all of these small business owners here on this street. And do you have any statistics on Norco as far as horse population and, and <laughs> fun fun facts about Norco? Fun facts about Norco. Well, it is true. Once upon a time, we had more horses in Norco than we had residents. Through the through the last two decades, we've actually built out to our borders of town and in our 15 square miles. We have 7,800 rooftops now. But once upon a time, there weren't 7,800 rooftops. And we had very large lots where there were breeding operations and horse racing operations. Mm -hmm. So the numbers at one point in time is there were about 40,000 horses in town and about 15,000 residents. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Our current statistics, uh, we have about a little under 25,000 residents in town, and our horse numbers range between 17 and, and 20,000 horses. But I like to use my street as a, as, as a, as a barometer. Mm-hmm. I moved to town 17 years ago, and there's just 12 houses on my little private street. When I moved to town, I was the only house on my street that didn't have horses, and there were 23 horses on my street. (laughs) Wow. 17 years later, still 12 houses, we have only 50% of those houses have horses, but there are 20 horses on my street. (laughs) So in three years, the the population of equines on my street has only dropped by three. The interesting fact is, of those people that have horses, None of us use the same vet, none of us shop at the same feed store, and none of us have the same farrier. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, that is interesting. That is. <laughs> and what, how, where did you move from to get to Norco? Well, ironically, Fran and I met each other about 10 years ago, and we're both from the same hometown in Orange County, oh. <laughs> city of Orange. You didn't move that far. <laughs> No. I, I actually live within 20 miles of the hospital I was born at. Wow. <laughs> so in Southern California, that is very unusual because most everybody's transplants from here. Yeah. So she and I were both raised in an equine community, and we, we, we both ended up not knowing each other, and we're, we're a year apart in mm-hmm. age. So we would have gone to, we went to different high schools, but in a very small community. And, you know, 10 years later, or 10 years ago, we ended up running into each other and finding out that we have an awful lot in common. (laughs) And Fran, have you always been involved with horses? 
I have. My mom actually said my first word was horsey, <laughs> which uh, I don't know if that was true or not, but I, I was definitely born with the horse blood. And, you know, as a little girl, my dad ran out and bought me some briar horses, hoping that that was going to cure me, but uh, ended up buying me my first horse when I was about 10. And I just stayed with it from there on. There was nothing else I wanted to do. And how did you learn about your horsemanship? I ran into a, a gal by the name of Connie Cole, and she was my first horse trainer. She saw that I was kind of bumping off the walls, and, and she said, you know, can I help you? This is how you really ought to be doing this, and just kind of went from there. Then I got into quarter horses, and I started showing, and I rode with the Gimples and, and many other people, and uh, it just kept flowing from there. And most horse owners just have a tendency to buy way too much tack, but you actually then got a tack store? <laughs> That's... Well, we actually recycle tack, so we're, oh. we're a consignment shop. Excellent. We do about 70% in used tack and 30% in new tack. We try to supply the needs of all the different disciplines. We, we help the community trade out their saddles, trade out their bridles. You know, when you get a new horse, you, it doesn't always fit like it did on the last horse. And, and uh, now you have a place to take it. Right. Now, we've visited your store. What, that must have been three or four years ago, right, Renee? We were down there for, for a day. That was that was the most saddles I'd ever seen in one place. <laughs> right, right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think we carry about 300, 350 Western and almost twice as many in the English department. Good golly. So we usually are very flush with saddles. <laughs> and then it, it's true, too, with, you know, blankets and bridles and everything else. We have uh, quite a variety. We only have 6,000 square feet. I could probably use twice that. Wow. Cool. So it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. And the hours of the days? It's going to be 9 to 6 okay. on Friday and Saturday and 9 to 5 on Sunday. Very good. And then in the evening, we're going to be having live entertainment and these different competitions that will be going till probably 10, 1030 at night. Awesome. And for our listeners, could you tell us if they want to find out more about the event, uh, where shall we send them? We have our Facebook page, which is Norco Horse Affair, okay. and we also have our website, which is www.norcohorseaffair.com. And I believe our schedule of events is going to be up this morning. Oh, perfect. Ooh, that's awesome. exciting, yeah. And people can follow along with the most current happenings, probably on the Facebook page, or comment, or if they have questions, and then the general stuff is going to be on the website. Yes. Yeah, awesome. we, we have daily postings. Uh, we have Manufacture Mondays. We have <laughs> Team Tuesdays, Workshop Wednesdays, Thankful Thursdays, and Fiesta Friday. Lisa, you got this kind of wired down, don't you? <laughs> and we actually do have a Fiesta Sunday going on on Sunday where we've, we're bringing in the Latino community and their traditions, and we're, we're showing that it's, there's a lot more to it than what we see coming from Southern California. We don't always know what the traditions are and why they do what they do. And, you know, sometimes it looks maybe like it might be different than how we've been brought up, but it all comes back to their horse lovers. They appreciate them and they want to show them at their best also. That's a great idea. 
Well, this has been a lot of fun, Fran, Lisa, and uh, we look forward to to telling our listeners all about the Norco Horse Affair. Well, hopefully you'll come down too. We're going to try and make it down. You have to join us. We have a pretty big schedule that weekend, and we're trying to juggle the different events that we want to go to. So we'd like to make it down. Yours is definitely the uh, the shortest, most exciting trip. Thanks for joining us on the show, and good luck with the Norco Horse Affair. Thank you so much, and happy trails. Thank, Thank you. <laughs> Boy, Renee, that Fran and Lisa, they're a couple of go-getters. They're really doing a good job down there in Norco, and bringing an event like this to Southern California in the fall is really it's going to be a lot of fun i think a lot of people are going to enjoy this it's a great area for anything horsey and and it sounds like they're doing a great job putting it together and that's the same weekend as the best horse practices summit in durango colorado so we have to decide whether we want to go to colorado or if we want to go down to norco and it's going to be a tough choice we'll see i guess uh maybe airfare will determine (laughs) maybe (laughs) That'll do it for this show. Thanks again to uh, Fran and Lisa for joining us and telling us all about the Norco Horse Affair. You can find the Woe Podcast everywhere podcasts are distributed. And if you subscribe, you'll never miss an episode. As soon as one comes out, it will be delivered right to your phone or computer or mobile device. Just like magic. Yes. If you've got an extra minute or two, which we know must have someplace stop by the itunes store or wherever you get your podcast and write a review we'd love to hear how we're doing and when you write a review it helps other people find our show and that helps us grow the woe podcast is constantly looking to improve content and our production values and if you'd like to help it's real easy we're not going to make a big deal out of it. Just go to woepodcast.com. There's a little Patreon button if you want to contribute and help the Woe Podcast grow and flourish. And we know that you do. Click on that Patreon button. We want you along on this horsemanship journey. We'd like you to stay in touch. You can always reach us by just emailing john at woepodcast.com. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Yes, we do tweet and we do... Do you tweet? I tweet. <laughs> and we, I don't tweet. <laughs> you don't tweet? You need to tweet. You have such a lovely voice to oh, tweet. Oh, thank you. And we Facebook, and we even occasionally Instagram, Nick, whatever that is. I we, do Instagram. Do you? <laughs> Good. So you can follow us there. And thanks again for sharing this podcast with your friends and riding buddies. Until next time, go have some fun with your horses. Bye-bye, everybody. And thanks again for sharing this pod. And thanks for getting, thanks. <laughs> I need to go work with my horse. <laughs> and thanks again for sharing this podcast with you. And thanks again. <laughs>